people. The brick wall. I need a brick wall right now. <laughs> the Flyers are the first place in the Eastern Conference. They just beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-1. First place. Eastern oh. Conference. They're going to play Montreal in the first round. I need a brick wall. I need it right now. Chris, don't you need a brick wall? Don't oh. oh, my God. I am about to run a 100-yard dash in a 90-yard gym. Well, that is uh, – I, I don't even have the words to describe it. You don't, <laughs> if, you, if someone were to tell me that this team would get number one in the East, which was fairly unlikely in, you know, before the coronavirus and everything and the pause and stuff, but to do it in August is just even more unlikely. But <laughs> – Jesus, this is this is insane. <laughs> it definitely is. So, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Flyer Up Podcast. I'm your host, Amadeo Gracia, along with my partner, Chris Mayer. Like I just screamed in the beginning, the Flyers are first place in the Eastern Conference after being the Tampa Bay Lightning by a score of 4-1. to one. Nicolas Albe-Kubel with two goals. Joel Farabee being on the first line today gets a goal. Tyler Pitlick puts an empty netter in. And Carter Hart was amazing once again. In every game in the round-robin tournament, the Flyers have only allowed one goal in each game. One goal against Boston, one goal against Washington, one goal against Tampa Bay. And the Flyers will officially face the 12th-seeded Montreal Canadiens when the playoffs start. We don't know what date they're going to be playing, but the playoffs start on August 11th. We're yeah. very close to the Flyers' first round against the Montreal Canadiens. Get hyped. Run through a brick wall if you have to. I Anytime, need- anywhere, baby. I need a brick wall right it's now. It's funny because uh, I, I, I put a tweet out before this game and I said, you know, it's, it, you know, you can say you want to win a Stanley Cup and that the Flyers can win the Stanley Cup and the Flyers are a good team, but they have to show it. Does that ring a bell to you at all, what I just said? Yes. With that speech that A.V. had at the beginning of the season? Yes. You know, he, when he says, you know, that you can say you want to win. But at the end of the day, you have to show it. And then he says, you got to be an effing flyer. That yes. right there, to me, is the story of the season. That speech. Because yes. you know what? We looked at this team. You know, they can, you know, this might be the year. Okay. And, you know, we looked at it. And game by game, they showed it. They really showed it. And that, to me, is uh, that's huge. That is huge. And to be honest with you, this is a little off topic. We, this is kind of going in more to the game, but that, like, just the way that Farabee held himself on that first line in the absence of Voracek and the way that that line played, wow. Like, that, like, they didn't have the best game, right? I mean, it, they, I think they ended up combining for three points. I think Kutz had two assists, uh, and Farabee had the goal. Um, but regardless, like, they were very good. And, you know, to be honest, like, I'm not and, – and it was just – it was crazy because the Flyers didn't have their best game. But at that point, like, they just – I don't know what it was. I think they stuck together. Carter Hart was phenomenal. They played good uh, in their own zone for the most part. Uh, for the third period was a little iffy. We'll definitely get into that. But regardless, it was a great game. Um, and, again, number one seed right now. I, I, and it's funny because I did my video about it, and I said 3-1. I completely forgot. just slipped my mind. There was an empty netter. Um, but, I mean, regardless, again, great game. Uh, and let's let's take it to Montreal. Oh, definitely. 
and you get Carter Hart facing up against his childhood idol in Carey Price. That's going to be something special for him going into that first round. Hey, kid, your first round of the playoffs, it's going to be against your childhood idol. Uh, yeah, go up and get go up against that. Show yeah. that you can play against your idol. That's going to be some type of task for Carter Hart, and he's going to have major goof bumps, and he's going to be ready. Carter Hart is going to be amazing. I need a brick wall. And I'm going to keep saying that throughout this entire episode. But I need a brick wall because I need to run through one. We need to position uh, to the city to put random brick walls everywhere so I can run through it. To me, like, it was weirdly, it was around, like, uh, I guess you could say 6.30 or so. And I was just, like, I, I and I was with my girlfriend. I said to her, I was, like, I, I was like, I'm about to run through a wall right now. She was, like, why? It's like, are you kidding me? The game's in an hour and a half. She's like, oh, you're crazy. I'm like, oh, you're crazy. <laughs> like, Jesus. I mean, I was like, oh, my God. It's the first time I've seen something like this in forever. You're going to call me crazy. Come on. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, my goodness. And just on the fact from this game, we've also had the Vegas Golden Knights getting first place in the Western Conference. And then all the games that happened yesterday, all the eliminations that we'll get to later. It's been a very entertaining past few days. And we're going to get a few more games tomorrow on tap as well. You're going to get that Toronto versus Columbus game five. That's going to be very exciting to watch. And then you get the last two round robin games of the Western Conference. Not at the Western Conference. You get one Western Conference game, one Eastern Conference game. Finishing off the qualifying round and round robin before the playoffs start. And then you get the draft on Monday. Got some very exciting stuff. But let's get into the game at tap. The Flyers taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now for Tampa, they don't have Steven Stamkos since he's clarified to be out indefinitely. Flyers, they don't have Jake Fortek. He was unable to play in today's game. So you got Joel Farabee slotting in on the first line. So it was going to be a difficult task for him. It was really much watch, liked watching him taking that step on the first line. You get Shane Gossespierre slotting in into the bottom pair with Justin Braun. And Shane Gossespierre. Ooh, he had himself a game today. Shane Gosses Bear had himself a fantastic game. What a way to introduce yourself into the round robin tournament before the playoffs start. Ooh, Shane Gosses Bear had himself a game, and he was really credible for the first goal. Tampa Bay, they made a turnover in their zone a little bit seven minutes into the first period. Make a turnover, goes to Grant. Then it goes to Gosses Bear on the point. He just flings it to the net. And then you get Nicholas Albin Kubel with the redirection. Goes past Andre Vasilevsky for a 1 0 Flyers lead. And the Flyers are not done from there. The Flyers, a little another seven minutes after the first goal, get a little two on one action. Sean Gatore, Nicholas Albin Kubel after a turnover in the neutral zone by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Two on one. Fantastic pass by Sean Gatore. To Nicholas Albicubel, who buries it past Vasilevsky. 2-0 Flyers. And the Flyers, at the beginning of this game, Tampa Bay came out a little bit hot. They did. And then also there was a play before the Flyers scored their first goal. Tyler Pitlick was going into the Tampa Bay zone. And then Victor Hedman of the Tampa Bay Lightning, their top defenseman, he kind of lost a little bit right there. He kind of fell, tripped over something. And then he came up a little bit limping. Then he goes to the bench. And then you see him leave to the locker room, and he's banging his stick on the railing. And then he's reported not to come back into the game. That's huge for the Flyers. Sadly, Victor Hedman, a great defenseman, sadly that happened to put up for the Flyers. That was huge. 
And then they score two goals after that. Two goals. They go up at 2-0 in the first period. That was a great period. Gosses Bear looked fantastic. Chris, I want to get your opinion on Gosses Bear. What were your thoughts on him today? Ghost was phenomenal today. I, I don't know what it was, man. Like, and you know what the best part for me is about him? Is that the first legitimate chance they had in the, the in, like, I guess, yeah, so in the first period, the first, like, legitimate chance they had came from Ghost. You know why? Because he shot the damn thing. He shot the puck. Exactly. I know it sounds crazy, but Ghost uh, Ghost has been struggling to shoot the puck sometimes, and it's just like, oh, my God. I mean, he he fired it, and Albie Kubel was right there. I didn't even know it went in until I saw Albie, Albie Kubel's reaction. I was like, oh, my God, it's one nothing. But, dude, this team, like, that was a good play. Ghost, really good game. He had that, uh, that, he had that other play uh, for Farabee's goal. He threw it right over to him. It was a beautiful pass. Uh, it was also a great play by Couturier to get it to him. But regardless, Ghost was great. I thought he was good defensively. He was fast. He was quick. Moved the puck good out of the zone. I thought he played good in the exhibition game as well. Uh, and, I, you know, and I said it in my video. I was like, I, like the Flyers, just throw all your marbles at them because it's, it's for all the marbles. So you want to throw everything in, and that's what they did. They put JVR back in. Obviously, you don't have Jake, uh, but they made the adjustment and ended up working out well for them. Um, and again, it was a great game for the Flyers. Uh, I thought Ghost played really good. Definitely. Ghost was phenomenal, and we'll get to that Fairby goal in a bit. But we go to the start of the second period. This is when the penalties start coming in. And the Flyers, they take a couple of uh, penalties in a row right there. Provorov takes a penalty, for penalty, and then Nicholas Albe-Kubel takes a really dumb cross-checking penalty. And granted, Nicholas Albe-Kubel having a fantastic game so far. He's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes, but that was a bad penalty to take right there because Tampa Bay was starting to click a little bit in the beginning of the second period. And you know what happens on that power play? Tampa Bay scores. It's Tyler Johnson putting one right past Carter Hart. And Provorov and Niskanen, they were having a little bit of a mis- I would, I'm not, I wouldn't want to say miscommunication, but they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. You see Provorov lose a step right there to allow one of the Tampa Bay players to get by. Matt Niskanen, he was reading the puck going beyond net. It didn't. It went right to Tyler Johnson in the slot. Pass Carter Hart, 2-1 Flyers on that Tampa Bay goal. And Tampa Bay, they're starting to wake up a little bit. They're starting to get their game in gear right there. But the Flyers, almost 14 minutes into this period, you get the first line out there. Sean Couturier makes a nice pass over to Shane Gosper, who is on the left side of the wall, flings it over to Joel Verby, who is wide open. One times it passed Andre Vasilevsky. Joel Verby's first playoff goal in his young career. It's 3-1 Flyers. Shane Gossespierre gets another assist. Sean Couturier with an assist as well. That's also his second of the night. Great goal there by Farabee. Flyers go up 3-1. And going into the third period, Tampa Bay, all Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was livid this period. They were awake. They wanted to get... They wanted to score. They wanted to tie this game. But I'll give credit to the Flyers because Tampa Bay was not able to really generate many dangerous chances. The Flyers were keeping them to the outside a bunch of the times. They weren't really allowed to get near Carter Hart. But I will criticize the Flyers because there was a lot of chances in this third period where the defenseman could not clear the puck out of his own. I credit one player, Travis Sanheim. There was many, like a spring of three, four chances in a row. He had the puck behind the net, and he just flung it on the wall, and there was a Tampa Bay defender there to get it. It just happened a four straight times, 
and the Flyers were not able to clear the zone. That was a major problem in this third period, but thankfully it does not come back to haunt them. Also, Travis Sandheim did take a scare in this game, but he did eventually come back to the ice, so there's nothing to worry about right there. So Tampa Bay, they continue to click and click. They do get some power plays here and there. Flyers really can't generate anything on the offensive side. Carter Hart looking very stellar in net. Then we get towards the end of the third period. Tampa Bay pulls Vasilevsky for the extra attacker. Flyers playing well defensively. And you know what? They get a chance. Scott Lawton, he tries to clear the puck down the ice. It hits the post. And then Tyler Pitlick's there to jam the rebound into the back of the net. And it's a 4-1 Flyers lead. And that's how your game finishes. 4-1 your Flyers score. Flyers are first place in the Eastern Conference. Shots in this game. 30 for Philadelphia, 24 for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Your three stars of the game. Nicholas Albe-Kubel, Shane Gossespierre is your second star, and Sean Couturier is your third star. Nicholas Albe-Kubel with the first star. Carter Hart stops 23 out of 24 shots. Fantastic night for Carter Hart right there. Fantastic game. Wish that third period could have been a little bit cleaner, but hey, they won the game. They mucked and grind. They got yeah. the job done, and that's, that's what matters in the playoffs. Listen, they've had games this year where they didn't look their best, but you know what? They got the two points at the end of it, um, and now they, they face off against Montreal. You know, this is going to be, you know, this is a, I'm very excited for the series, as you can tell. Um, it, it's awesome to see the Flyers here. You know, the, the, they're going to have uh, home ice advantage here, if that even really matters, but they're going to have home ice advantage here for the whole playoffs. And one thing that helps, too, is that they're always going to play that worst team by seeding because, after each round, it gets reseeded. So, and the Flyers, yep. it's the Flyers in Vegas both stay at number one there, um, and, and they'll get reseeded to play the worst possible team by the number, um, and and by seeding and things along those lines. But the way, you know, obviously towards the the Eastern Conference Finals and the Stanley Cup Finals, that obviously will change because it'll be, you know, the teams will be narrowing down, and you'll only have four than two teams left. Um, but you know, regardless, this is. This is gonna be this is gonna be a, a fun playoffs, and I'm I'm really excited for it. Now, the real playoffs are here. This is gonna be fun. Uh, it was a great game tonight. It really was. It definitely was. And for Tampa Bay's sake, so with their loss today, they finished second place in the Eastern Conference, and they're going to be facing either the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Columbus Blue Jackets. That game will be decided tomorrow night. So Tampa Bay has to wait and to see who they are playing. And then the bottom two seeds of the Eastern Conference, that's still not set in stone yet. Washington and Boston, they do play tomorrow to finish out who's going to finish in the third or the fourth seed. And it does look like the third seed, I think they're going to be playing the New York Islanders. And then the fourth seed, they're going to be playing the Carolina Hurricanes. So those are the teams that are set. You just got to wait to see if Boston gets third or fourth or Washington gets third or fourth. And then you get the teams out west. You get Chicago beating Edmonton. Chicago. It, even though I said Edmonton going into that series, but hey, Chicago, they showed they were the better team. Even though they were a 12th place team, they showed they were better. They were more experienced than Edmonton. Look at all those players. They had Taves, they had Kane, Corey Crawford. For Even though that was a very high-scoring series, Chicago was just a better team overall. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just weird how many, like both 12 seeds beat the fifth seeds in this qualifying round. It felt like last year's playoffs were all the first place teams did not finish out of the first round last season. I it mean, kind it of felt like that. Did you expect anything different? <laughs> no, I did not. This, this is actually the new norm now. This is a yeah. new norm. <laughs> it, it's, just, it's just very weird. Just like seeing that 
it, it is. And then you get in the Western Conference from today's game. Like I said, the Golden Knights, they get first place after being the Colorado Avalanche. Four to three in overtime to claim first place in the Western Conference. Colorado gets second. And then they'll figure out who finishes in third and fourth tomorrow as St. Louis takes on the Dallas Stars. And don't both those teams, don't do they each have zero points? Have they not won a game yet in the round robin tournament? Both St. Louis and Dallas, right? Uh, Off the top of my memory, I think so, yeah. It, that's that's gonna be an interesting battle right there. Two teams not playing well in the round robin. Who do you yeah. think wins it? Honestly, oof. I I want to say Dallas. I just had that feeling it's gonna be Dallas. I feel like Ben Bishop is just gonna stay game. I have to disagree. I I gotta go Blues on that one. I just mm. think the way that the Blues have played, I didn't think they played horrible versus Colorado. It's obviously a, a rough ending with the the point one, the the point one goal there. But their next game was against Vegas, right? Yes. Yeah, yes, Vegas, and they looked and eh, they looked okay, not really that good. Um, I'd expect St. Louis to come out with, uh, I guess you could say, with, I guess someone, I guess, nah, I guess you could say it where Brew is fire. Yeah, he's probably gonna light a fire under their ass. So I would assume that they would were to, you know, come out with with some, some. Uh, I'm trying to think of the words here, um, but I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. They're good. They're yeah, gonna, definitely. definitely gonna come out high, and they're definitely gonna try to pounce on them early and definitely get get the puck in the back of them as quick as possible. And, you know, it's crazy. Like, And to go back to the Flyers game, I know we're kind of drifting off from that, but one thing I want to say, too, is the Flyers, like, it, 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 to me, it looked like the game was steady where, like, is it me? Has it been like the Flyers have had rough starts? And and, and that's been the problem for years and continuing in, 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 into this season. They just had bad first periods for God, God knows how long, but you probably know the answer better than I do, but... Um, regardless, you know, it's, they've struggled in the first period this season and it's gotten better. I will say that, but you know, they've, it, it just looks like they've had rough starts, but the rough start has gotten better. If it makes sense, like they still get outplayed, but they at least play better than they did. Now that, that exhibition game, it was kind of back and forth. The Bruins game dominated. The Capitals game couldn't really get much going. I didn't know what it was, and they started to get their legs, and then they ended up putting up a couple goals up. And then in this game, Hart, you know, he's not testing much. He only has six saves, but they were all pretty good saves. I mean, he's got that crossbar from Kucherov. got that point shot there from, I believe it was Shattenkirk. Uh, and then he's got that breakaway from from Kucherov as well, and he, and he, he made it like it was it was nothing. Like, he just made it like it, it, it like he made, Hart made it like it wasn't Kucherov taking that. Like, Kudrov is a guy that literally will make a goaltender look silly on on a breakaway. And Hart just made it like it was nothing, and, and he ended up stopping it. And and that was the thing. like He wasn't tested much, but he did his job. And he I, for the most part, I, I, I for the first few minutes, he kind of kept the Flyers in the game because Tampa was kind of circling around, but they weren't getting many shots off. And as you said, too, for the third, like they really did keep everything to the outside. Now, were they making bad defensive plays? Oh, my God. Like, the amount of times Myers, I think, made the same play where he just smacked it to the boards. It's like, come on. You can do better than that, and you have to do better than that. You cannot give a team like Tampa Bay more chances to circle around you. It's the same thing with the power play to start the second period. They take a, a, a rough penalty there from Provorov with the slash, and ends up hitting him, hitting him in the chin, right? And then they take the penalty, and no harm done. But then Albi Kubel takes a stupid penalty. You can't give one of the best teams in the league with one of the best power plays in the league you know, chances to get back into a 2 nothing game, you know, and, and, and the Flyers, they played good, but, you know, and, and one thing I, I said this in my video too, is that 
you know what? There are negatives in every game you win. There are times where you don't play good. The Flyers will fix that, and I think they didn't play good in their defensive zone, and I'm sure AV will address that too. Um, and I'm sure that was even brought up in the post-game uh, interviews and things along those lines, how they didn't play that great in the third period. Um, and, and again, I believe at one point Tampa had eight, eight shots. Flyers only had three, but even still, I mean, they had eight shots, and it was under the 10-minute the mark of the period. But regardless, you know, I wish, and, 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 and it's funny because it, it, uh, you said it perfectly. I wish they had a better third period, but you know what? They got the job done, and that's all that matters. Nobody's going to look at that one period and be like, oh, my God, well, the Flyers didn't shouldn't have won that game. No, they won the game because they could score, and they played pretty good defensively, kept everything to the outside. And you know what? They deserve the win. I wish it was a better period, but they deserve the win, and it was a good game, um, as I'm kind of going on a little long here. But <laughs> but regardless, um, it was definitely a good game, and, uh, man, I'm just excited. I really am. Oh, I, I fully agree with you right there. I am fully excited to know why I keep saying I need a brick wall. I, de- I need a brick wall right now. I need it right now. So let's look a lot around the league from the games that happened yesterday and the all the eliminations besides the Toronto-Columbus game because that was the only game that didn't result in an elimination. And sadly, that's going to be the only series going to a fifth game. But hey, it's going to be a very exciting fifth game. So... We did mention in our last podcast that the Islanders did beat the Panthers, so the Islanders moved on. So during the rest of Friday's game, so we have Arizona beating Nashville in overtime to win their series 3-1 to one by a score of 4-3 to three in that game. Arizona going to the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs for the first time since 2012. So hopefully that's going to be something very exciting for that young core of the Arizona Coyotes and I I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna buy that Kajina jersey. I'm I'm really like leaning towards the Kajina jersey because it's a it's a very nice jersey. Oh God, you and your jerseys. Hey, <laughs> it is I the Kajina. I I will I, I will say that it is the Kajina jersey. That's gorgeous. <laughs> so for the rest of the games that were on tap for Friday night, I'll get into the Penguins in a little bit because that's the game I want to get to last. So we got the Oilers and the Blackhawks. Like I said, the Blackhawks. Eliminated the Edmonton Oilers last night by a score of three to two. Chicago wins that series in four games, and then you get the Toronto Maple Leafs doing what the Columbus Blue Jackets did to them a couple nights ago. So a couple nights ago, Toronto had a three nothing lead. Columbus blew that. Columbus came back and won that game in overtime. And this game, Columbus had a three nothing lead. Toronto scored three goals in the final two minutes of the game to tie it. And then they win it, but from Austin Matthews in overtime. That's going to a fifth game. You know, John Tortorella was pissed off about that game last night. Whew, that's going to be an exciting fifth game. Definitely much watch television tomorrow. And the night. best part about it is that we don't play the winner. Oh, that's that's the granted. That is the best part because I was kind of afraid of Columbus. So hey, we don't yeah. play them. And one thing is, I think people were forgetting that I forgot myself when Bill Meltzer told us this when he came on is that we got them with injuries. And I was like, oh, my God, that's a great point. And then I'm I'm sitting to myself with, you know, when I'm just like I was kind of sitting there with like marbles in my mouth. I'm like, uh, oh, God, like this isn't good now. I'm scared. (laughs) Definitely. So that's going to be shaping up for a very good game five. Hopefully, you know, it'd be nice to see a rematch for Tampa Bay versus Columbus. Get a rematch from last year's first round of the playoffs where yeah. Columbus swept them. Yeah, and it's funny because I said this to you before we before we uh, we started recording this is that, you know, Brian Boucher made a great point on the air. He was like, you know, how the Flyers ended up sweeping Boston in 2010, 
or excuse me, not sweeping them, the reverse sweeping them um, in twenty in two thousand ten, where they came back from the three nothing deficit and then three nothing in game seven, and then they faced the Bruins again, and then they just wiped them with a mob, like they just destroyed them and they ended up sweeping them. Um, the Flyers had no business in that series, and nope. I think that might happen this year with with Tampa and Columbus. It's you know, and uh, I'm trying to think who said it on NHL Network. It was uh, Dave Reed. He said that like rivalries form when you face teams in the playoffs that you don't really play a lot, but when you continue to face them, it's like, dude, if Columbus were to face them again, that that might really start a rivalry between these two teams, and I would love to see that. Ooh, that that'd be a that'd be a definite rivalry right there. That'll be a fun that would be a fun series to watch, but we still got to get through Game Five. It'll definitely be shaping up for a great action, Toronto and Columbus. So then the final game that was on tap for Friday night was Vancouver and Minnesota, and Vancouver takes that in overtime by a score of five to four. Vancouver score ten seconds into the overtime to win that game five to four, and they take the series three games to one. I think Vancouver, out of all the Western Conference teams in the qualifying round, they I think they were the only like top seeded team to face off. I think all the lower seeds won that series, their series. Credit, I think was Calgary the ninth seed or were they the eighth seed? They were the eighth. They were the eighth. So yeah, Calgary one of them was nine. Okay, so Vancouver and Calgary were the two better seeds to actually win their series. Then the other two bottom seeds won their series: Arizona and Chicago. Ooh, it's going to be nice. I'm going to be excited to see Arizona in the playoffs. I want to see that young Vancouver team in the playoffs, too. That's going to be some fun team too. to watch. I want and to see Elias Pedersen, Brock Besser, Quinn Hughes. Very I know. Fun. I, I 100% agree with you. <laughs> then the final game that we didn't oh. mention, the final game. Montreal-Pittsburgh Penguins, game four. Montreal shuts out the Penguins 2 to nothing. Montreal wins the series in four games, three games to one. It was a nothing-nothing game for majority. Then Montreal scored in the final five minutes of the game to make it one-nothing. Then they put on an empty netter. Pittsburgh looked awful in that game. Pittsburgh showed no heart. And they got eliminated from the playoffs on Sidney Crosby's 33rd birthday. That's a terrible birthday present. But hey, we're Flyers fans right here. And we are laughing in the face of the Pittsburgh Penguins right there. Laughing. <laughs> laughing. Like this is this is one of our only chances as Flyers fans to laugh uh, at the Pittsburgh Penguins because hey, it's funny. And oh, they it's look, funny. They, they look terrible against Montreal. This is the second time Pittsburgh lost to Montreal when Montreal was the worst seed in the playoffs. They oh lost God. to them in twenty ten and they lost to them right now. And that they lost that in how many games did they lose that? Seven? Seven. They lost to that in seven. Same thing with Washington that year. They lost to Montreal in seven. Yeah, and they, I think, and wasn't that the year they had, they still had Varlamov at the time, didn't they? Yes, they did. They had Varlamov and Neuver, and Washington won the President's Trophy in 2010. Yeah, that's and they point. lost, and they lost the worst seed in the playoffs Jeez. in seven games. Same thing with Pittsburgh; they were the reigning Stanley Cup champions. They lost to them in seven games. Oof, that, that, wow. that, that, that's got a sting. That's got a sting. And as I like like went through Twitter. There's this one YouTuber that I like to watch. His name is Urinating Tree. And he, he's a Pittsburgh fan. He he's proclaimed to be a barely known Yinzer, as they are called in Pittsburgh. And he was he was so livid. But he he honestly expected this from the Penguins because he sees their flaws and he sees them like he he related this Pittsburgh team to the still to the Bowsma era when Dan Bowsma was still their head coach. 
and they they just continue to underlook their teams. They continue to not adapt to the uh, the games. And he honestly, I I feel bad for Matt Murray, but there's a lot like what if Pittsburgh started Jari in the beginning of the series? Would it have been a different outcome? Do you think? I don't think so. No, I mean I don't really think Murray was that bad. There was a couple ones he was like, yeah, he should have had that, but I didn't think it was really his fault. I mean, the Penguins lost every game themselves. Like they dominated them in a lot of the games, and you know the last game was tight, but there's it, it, Pittsburgh lost every game themselves because, as you said, they underplayed their opponent, and they just I don't know what it was, but the Canadians just. I guess you could say went in with a sort of uh, momentum um, and definitely confidence for sure, uh, and they ended up winning. I honestly think what lost Pittsburgh that series was Game Three. Pittsburgh was up in that game and they blew the lead and they blew that's the game. A, yeah, that's a good point. But again, I mean, I, I feel like they also didn't play up to their standards. They didn't. They didn't. Carey Price did not steal that series from Montreal. Carey Price did what he had to do. But yeah. he wasn't the sole reason Pittsburgh lost that series. Pittsburgh lost that series because of themselves. They didn't play up the standards. They, they were one of the highest scoring teams in the NHL this year, and they were healthy th- this time. Granted, they were playing fantastic during the entire season with their team unhealthy, and now they're finally healthy. Granted, they were going into a losing skid going into the break. I guess I carried it over into the round-robin tournament or qualifying round. I guess I carried over. But Pittsburgh, they, ugh, they, they didn't look good. And I'm sure that was a very miserable 33rd birthday for Sidney Crosby. Very, very miserable. I'm sure. Um, Amadeo, I, I want to get your thoughts on this. JVR, how do you think uh, JVR played tonight? Uh, honestly, to me, I don't want to say he wasn't noticeable out there. I, like, I did see him out there. Like, I saw him try to do... Th- there were some things that I thought, like, JVR, I know you could do better on that. Like, sometimes he would make a pass. It was off It was off the mark or, like, it was in someone's skates. It yeah. was just, like, JVR. Like, I feel like he's going to get better as he gets more ice time there. But, mm-hmm. like, I just feel like because I know he's a good player, but just, like, there's moments where, like, dude, come on. Yeah. You, I know you're better than this. Yeah, I mean, there's moments where you're like, dude, you can. I, I know you can do better than that, and th- he has more to give. I just don't think he fits in with this lineup. I really don't. That could be something. That like, could definitely be something. I, I, I really don't. I mean, when have we actually said this season? Wow, JVR is playing pretty good. Like, and I'm, I'm not saying you know, like uh, a one game skit or something. That's different. Or, or, or I don't know, maybe two, three games, something along those lines. That's different, but. Uh, a while there, it's like, what the hell? Like this is, this is getting. At this point, it's like, personally, I could. You know what? I'm not even gonna bring it up. I was gonna say he could maybe get moved or something along those lines, but you know what? I'm not gonna bring it up. You know I why? Think... You know why I'm not gonna bring it up? We're in the playoffs right now. That, and we just won the Eastern Conference. Yes. So at this point, I could not give one tenth of a shit. <laughs> about the offseason at this point. I would rather just, you know, care about the playoffs right now. Yeah. Focus uh, on going to, focus on getting to the one goal that matters. And Joel Therapy said to himself, this team is ready to dance. He said he said uh three wins and we're ready to go dancing. I was like, oh my, oh my, this is this is setting up for something special. Oof. My question is, do hmm 
Now I think, now this is where I think a lot. Is there any way that if Jake isn't available, you think they still keep Farabee on that line? I would think they do. I would if think Jake so. isn't available. I would think so. I, I hope he is because there's obviously a little bit of a layoff here for the Flyers to be playing. You have uh, the rest of the 8th, which is now it's now 11.59, so it's about to be the 9th at this point. Um, but regardless, you know, they're going you know, two days here. Hopefully Jake will be back, and hopefully we should see a couple updates and see him in practice. Um, but regardless, you know, um, I, I hope Jake's in the lineup, but I, I thought I thought Farabee played really good. And one thing I'll say is, do you think it was an underperformance from that top line, even though they had a third of it missing? Mm, an underperformance? I wouldn't say. I think they had, they played a pretty good game. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I, I thought they were good defensively. I didn't think they were the best game. Obviously, they don't stand out as much, but that's the thing. I feel like, like your top guys don't stand out as much when you have this much depth. You know what I mean? Like it just. It, I, yeah. I shouldn't say that because, but and, and I guess the way I phrase that, but like the way that they're. The, the depth is, is working here. I mean, you have guys like Albie Coupel had a great game. I thought he played really good against the Capitals. Um, I kind of expected him to have a good game today. Um, but regardless, you know, he gets two goals. He had six shots on goal. Obviously, he had the bad penalty. Carter Hart was great. Um, and, you know, the, the depth that this team has, like the, the I, I mean, I thought Grant was good. That fourth line is phenomenal. Of it Thompson, is. Pitlick, and Bunneman. Oh, my God. It's so good. Like, it's really good here for this Flyers team, and they're playing really well. I, I love that addition of Thompson. I love it. Thompson think, has slotted it perfectly. In. Yeah, and same thing with Bunneman. I think he's he's slotted in really well since this since these last two games here. I thought he played good first the Caps, and he, and he followed that up today. It's definitely yeah. good for him to, to get uh, some more confidence under his name here. Yeah, definitely. Experienced. Whether, whatever you get it in the playoffs, it's experience. And it's always good to have, and that's what that's what I like for these young guys right here stepping up. I like what they're doing. I like what Joel Faraby getting a goal right there after being unlucky the past few games. I like Nicholas Albay Kubel finally getting two goals on the board for him after playing so well in the past two. It's nice to see. And even though granted the defense, I would say, like the defensive core in general, I feel like the best defensive pair out there from today's game was Braun and Agostas pair. Even though you didn't see much of Ghost in the third period just because the Flyers were hogged up in their zone so much. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the best pairing out there was Braun and Gostas Bear today. Provorov and Niskanen, they had like they they had their good moments, but I feel like there was a little bit more of iffy moments to where like like Niskanen, he made that errant pass which led to the breakaway for Tampa Bay. Provorov, yeah. he was a little bit iffy, like a like losing his spot on that power play where Tampa Bay scored. I was like, these guys can be better. I'm not going to gripe on them too much because we won the game, but yeah. And, 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 and as I said, like, that's something that, as I said, there's negatives even still in a game that you win. So that is something the Flyers will patch up. Provorov also had two penalties. The one was the slash. The other one was, that was a horrible call. I thought that other one where that that, that tripping penalty, he got got a piece of the puck. That's that, that, that is never called. That is not like, a trip. That's like, what. I mean, like, well, what yeah. Is, I mean, yes, it's 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 a trip. I mean, it's it's a blatant trip to be honest. But he got a piece of the puck. Like that's that's usually never called. I mean, I don't think like even though like yes, he, he tripped over the guy. Like literally, he tripped over his body. But I don't yeah, think yeah, that's a penalty because like what no, the hell I mean, is the guy yeah. supposed to do? He can't yeah. avoid him. No, it, is he gonna jump? I mean, come on. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's just like. Like, come on. Like, it's seriously. And 
Who knows? It's going to be a very exciting weekend. Granted, we don't know when the Flyers are going to be playing their first game. It could be Tuesday when the playoffs start. It could be Wednesday. It could be Thursday. Never know. It's going to be definitely anticipating when the NHL is going to announce the actual schedules for the uh, games. It'd be nice to know, like, since they already know this first-round matchup between Philadelphia and Montreal, maybe we'll get the announcement a little bit earlier. Hopefully. I hope they don't wait as long as they waited to announce the friggin' time of this game. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, I had to wait till like what was it, ten thirty, like eleven o'clock at night? I think so. Something along something around there. It, it might have been maybe a little bit earlier. Maybe ten, ten thirty. Like, I, think, but, I, mean, I think they were waiting to announce the game, so I think they were just waiting to announce it because no one knew what was going to happen between the uh, Edmonton Chicago series and I think the Pittsburgh Montreal series, because right. those were the two games expected to go to fifth five today. Yeah, but like how, how do you not know? It's like <laughs> I mean, you have Regardless, there's only two games getting played there. So, like, I mean, there's only two games in a bubble. So, I, I mean, yeah, it, it, I guess it makes sense. But they really could have did that a little bit early. I, I personally like the eight o'clock game. Um, yeah, regardless, I, I wonder what they do with there, with that. Do they have maybe different uh, rounds at, at different times, or I wonder I mean, if the Flyers will I maybe have. So. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, are are they supposed to go with the same schedule, like? I'm not entirely sure. Four thirty, like six thirty. Yeah, I'm not sure. Just because there's like so many teams from during the qualifying rounds in the round robin tournament, maybe like since there's less now, maybe they'll do like maybe like three games a day in each conference, maybe four games if you're lucky. Mm -hmm. I would see maybe them using like maybe like the three like what you said, Chris, maybe like a twelve or one o'clock game, a four o'clock game, maybe a seven or eight o'clock game, maybe something around those lines. Yeah, I mean, I could see more games now going seven o'clock. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if some were to go eight, maybe even seven thirty. Um, and it's funny, the Flyers haven't had a game called by Doc Emmerich yet, and every game's been called by either Jim Jackson or John Porcelain, and they're yeah. undefeated. So uh, don't uh, put Doc on the call. <laughs> Mike Milbury, ugh, I hate Mike Milbury so oh, much. God, don't even get me started about Mike Milbury. <laughs> And you know, you know what question that I do have going into this first round of the playoffs? Like, if, if they're playing to have multiple teams play on, like, multiple day, like on the same day, what if there's one game that goes into, like, the third, fourth, fifth overtime? What's going to happen to the rest of the games on that day? That's a very good question. Well, they're <laughs> going to be scrambling, I know that. Because, uh, like, like, say a game starts at, one, like, 12, 1 o'clock, and they go into the fourth, fifth overtime. That's, like, a four- to five-hour game right there, and that game's over by, like, five or six. And then, like, say you scheduled a four o'clock and a seven, eight o'clock game that night. What's gonna yeah, happen? And then you gotta get, then you gotta get the ice prepped and everything. Yeah, warm up. You're definitely gonna, you're definitely gonna have to move back a game because you don't want teams playing at like two o'clock in the morning. No, no, no way. Um, that's a good point. I mean, the chances of that happening are obviously something on, but you never know. And in, in this day and age now, with the the playoffs and, and be the like, way the last, the last five few years have on been. the first day. Going like into the fourth overtime, that that'll just be our luck. With hockey at like four o'clock in the morning. Oh god! <laughs> and I, it's I, crazy. I, Everybody last night was like, "Oh, this game needs to go four overtimes." Never mind. Eleven seconds in. <laughs> oh my god! The the longest game I've been to, but it was I think it was during the 2008 playoffs when the Flyers were. I think it was Game Four against Washington in the first round when they went to double overtime. That was the longest game I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. So Did I've never been to a game. 
Yes, they did. That was when Mike Knubel scored the goal, and the Flyers went up three to one in that series, and they almost I, blew it, but they won in Game Seven. I, I remember that. Uh, I remember that goal now from it's Knubel. Funny too. It's funny, funny too. That first... was John Forslund on that call as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was TSN, wasn't it? No, that was versus. Oh, versus. Yeah, right. Before it became NBC Sports Network. Yeah, I, I was thinking of the red logo. That's why I said TSN. But um, regardless, like, it's funny. The first ever Flyers game I went to, Mike Knubel scored the first goal. <laughs> it was March 28th, 2013 versus the Islanders. And he had 2 on 1. And he scored on friggin' Evgeny Nabokov. Oh, God. <laughs> and that was the Islanders still had guys like Coolman and, and uh, Grabner, I think they had at the time, still at Tavares. Um, yeah, and losing at a shootout because Brzegalov's five hole was so big you could, you could drive a uh, eighteen wheeler through it. But regardless, <laughs> um, that was such an aggravating night because they had a two nothing lead and I think Hartnell had two goals and uh, they oh god just don't even bring me back to hey, my memories. But hey, don't hey, worry about the Flyers back champions. Then. Hey, don't worry about them back then. We were in first place right now and that's what matters. We're taking on the Montreal Canadiens and that's all that matters. So. We are getting closer towards the end of this episode of the Flyer Dog Podcast. We are definitely going to have a preview episode once we actually figure out the Flyers' like first scheduled date of the playoffs, like when the actual series schedule is going to come out. We probably won't find that out probably until tomorrow, maybe Monday, because the playoffs start on Tuesday. So, hey, it's, it's going to be something fun. We're going to have the draft on Monday, so we get to see which playoff team gets that first overall pick. That's going to be something fun to watch. But, hey. You'll be getting a playoff preview right before the playoffs start. That would be very nice to see Flyers taking on the Montreal Canadiens. So, Chris, where's that brick wall at? I need it. I need a brick wall. I'm, it's funny. My, my, my house, when I was a kid, we used to have this big wall in, uh, in the middle of like where my kitchen is. So you come up like the steps and you go up the, the side. And as soon as you walk in, the, the bar of the kitchen is right there because we got the house remodeled. And it used to be... A, a huge wall and it would block off all the way over and it would just be the the whole there's a wall there i don't know why but it was in the middle of the room and it was like it, it kind of took out everything well we ended up opening up but if that wall was still there i think i might have already ran through it i i think <laughs> i think it could there's... be one it could be like one of those cartoons when like when you like are, are kind of like goofy in, in disney when he's when he runs through a wall and you, you see like his, his prince and like <laughs> the his body out <laughs> yeah the body outline <laughs> in the wall <laughs> Oh god, that that's gonna be all of us. That's gonna be all of us going into the playoffs. Just like brick walls everywhere where just body outlines are because Flyers fans are just so hype for the first rounds of the playoffs to start. So we're getting at the end of this episode. Chris, how hype are you? I'm very hype. I don't sound hype, but everybody's asleep. I'm hype. <laughs> so we are very hype. We are very flyered up. The Flyers logo slogan going to the playoffs anytime, anywhere. They're ready to dance. We're hype. We need the brick walls. We're flyered so, up. Yeah, we're flyered up too. We're gonna. It's fly or die. We're basically saying every saying this year at this point. <laughs> now or never, so, baby. Now or never. So, for this episode of the Flyered Up podcast, we'll see you next time when we preview the Montreal Canadian series. So for now, I'm your host, Amadeo Gracia. He is Chris Mayer, and we will see you next time. <laughs>